to the very first episode of Truth with Ruth. My name is Ruth Ruckel and joining me for this flagship episode <laughs> here in the back room of my resort style home is my best friend, Melissa Kirk. Thanks for having me. Yeah, speaking to the microphone a little bit more. I'm in the microphone. There you go. Now I can hear you. Awesome. <clears throat> Sorry about that, guys. Uh, we're going to keep this super real. Probably not going to edit anything. Like out. everything else uh, yeah. in our lives. <laughs> Probably not going to edit, edit anything out of this. But um, I, I wanted my first episode to be, who am I and why would you want to listen to me? Because, I mean, that's for real. There's a lot of people out there that know me. There's a lot of people out there that don't know me. Um, and, you know, my whole goal in this podcast is to tackle real-life issues that really kind of we sweep under the rug a lot of times. And we might process with one or two people, but then never talk about. And so there's no freedom around those issues. And some might think, what qualifies you to talk about those Well, things? I think a lot of that is in your podcast name, which is Truth With Ruth. So why did you choose that? I chose that because I would say it's the number one thing that anyone I ever meet in my life go, says, wow, mm -hmm. you're so honest. I would, I would think that in my head, but I would actually never say it out loud. Yeah. Since day one, I'm like, she is such a truth giver. <clears throat> like she just lays it out. And I don't even, I, it's not even that I, I mean to, so I'm not, you're it, not consciously, yeah, I'm not consciously going, it's no. just, um, subconscious and natural. Yeah, yeah. I just, um, I don't know. It's been my whole life like that. So, uh, uh, a and little, it's so good. <laughs> it's, it always is so good. It was, you guys it, was it. it always so good for you though? We've been friends. So a little history on Melissa and I, okay. we've been friends for almost a decade. Mm -hmm. Um, we met at the most awkward, <laughs> In, for both of us. So both of us are, are intro introverts on different levels, yes. obviously, but we're both very introverted people um, who have learned to be very extroverted in our lives. Mm -hmm. But we still, there's things like, I hate church 30-second meet and greets, right? And both of us met at a 30-second meet and greet. Turn around and say hi to your neighbor. It's like, in those, I sit there and go, how can I not move out of my seat and still participate in what is happening? And I did that. She turned around and said hi, and it was love at first sight. Literally. <laughs> <laughs> with, with a little learning. So, you know... Truth doesn't, it de depending on who you are and how mature you are and, and how well you know yourself, truth can either land well or not. And when I first met Ruth, I would say I had a lot of maturity to um, grow in. As um, did I. Mm -hmm, we've come a long way. <laughs> long way. Fist pump. <laughs> but um, the question was, has it always gone well? And there were a few times where I really had to like be like, Lord. I know you've got this girl in my life for a reason, but sometimes truth hurts. Like for real, 
And it's not the, it's not, that was the season when I learned what's the intention of the heart behind the person that is giving the truth. Um, and so God really walked that lesson out with me with Ruth. And thankfully I journeyed it with her because I would say maybe like her and one other person has challenged me in such a way to, that causes me to grow and literally go to the next step in life. So it may hurt at first, but if you can, you can take a step back, know the heart and know who you're with, like it'll challenge you. And it's so good. It's always, it always ends up being so good. I promise you. So you're in the right place at the right time. (laughs) Oh yeah. And with that, um, I remember, I mean, Truth lands right when the person giving it is, I I mean, we're all working through a level of healing in our life always till the day we die. Mm -hmm. But um, the more healed you are and the more cognizant of your deficiencies and the more you work on them, the better truth will land. Like I never, I never, even though my whole life, I can go back all the way back to when I was a little girl. Um, I remember people saying, you can't say that. You can't talk like that. You're going to hurt people's feelings. Like you're, it was, there was always a negative, um, yeah, Yeah. towards truth. Mm -hmm. It was, you, you can't not, oh, interesting. Or there was no direction on how to say something Mm -hmm. the right way. It was always shut down for me, at least with adults in my life. Um, With friends, I had very few friends. I had a lot of people that liked the idea of me, Mm -hmm. but very few that stuck around. Confidants. Yeah, confidants. Even though I would, I was in love with people and I would be there, I would tell them anything, Mm -hmm. but it was, um, I, I didn't realize that people didn't stick around because I, I just said, I said how I felt, but it did not come from a place of wholeness. Mm-hmm. It came from a place of wounding. Mm-hmm. And so, um, that's very different than truth from a place of wholeness. So I would say even from meeting Melissa in the last 10 years, I have journeyed, um, just, just differently. Uh, just a little thing. I was, uh, 10 years ago, I was at Bethel right before I met Melissa and it was the first time I'd ever been up there. It's a church in Reading. For those of you who don't know what that is, you can look it up. You either, you'll love it or you won't. I really don't care. <laughs> um, I love it. And so I happen to be up there for a conference and, um, I'm standing there and I'm listening to this man open this conference. And he said, you know, I'm just, I'm like, wow, man, he is so, there's something he has. And I was like, I want that Jesus. And by the way, I didn't preface this. I love Jesus. Was so this Chris, you're talking no, about? No, no, no. This oh. is Bill Johnson. Oh, okay. No, Chris is a very different person oh, well, <laughs> than Bill. But he's a truth giver. He is so, a truth giver. Yeah, yeah. But I, it was Bill Johnson had, he, at the time he was the lead pastor of the church. Um, so I love just for all of you that don't know, I love Jesus. So you're going to hear me throughout this podcast, talk about Jesus, my relationship with him. Um, you can choose to, to love him or not. That's irrelevant to me also. Um, we can have conversations about that too. But for me at that time, I was like, I want to be, I want what that man has. And I heard the Lord say to me distinctly, he loves people and you don't. Mm. And I went, ouch. (laughs) And so it hurts. And trust me, I get put in check by Mm -hmm. Jesus. And I said, all right, Lord, teach me how to love. And I went on a 10 year, it's been a 10 year journey of learning 
how to love. And you I really went after that. Though. I did. I like, go everything, all, all the things that come at me in life, I get frustrated and I'm like, what the heck? And I hear God say, are you going to put me in a box? What'd you ask me for? Mm-hmm. You asked me to teach you how to love. And I'm like, oh yeah, this is just another one of those portals <laughs> of my heart that I have not opened to you. Mm-hmm. And so now I would say, um, you know, I've had to go back and do a lot of apologizing and a lot of repenting because there was a lot of truth given that was not from a heart of love. And it makes a huge difference Mm -hmm. in delivery when there is love attached to the truth that you're giving, even if you're not cognizant of the fact that you're speaking truth. So who I am right now, even versus when I first met Melissa, like both of us, we didn't even know we were a hot mess, but we were. And it was special. There you go. Put your mic closer to you. It was special. Um, but, but yeah. So who am I and why would you want to listen to me? Um, I, you can think of questions that people might have, Melissa, if I don't think of them. I'm just going to talk about myself for a little bit. Like I have, I'm a mom of three. I'm married. I've been married for 20 years, going on 21 this year. That's exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, got married when I was young because... Uh, I mean, I knew I was supposed to marry Orion, <clears throat> but I didn't know why. <laughs> like, I just knew that's that's it. He's the one. Um, uh, it's interesting talking about brokenness. I got married because I felt like there was nothing else that I could do in life that was of value mm. other than being, I should just be a wife and a mother because that's all I know because that's what I grew up watching. I didn't feel a- like academia would receive me. I was not good at academics. Um, I tried it all. I, I had zero confidence. I had zero self-esteem, um, but I knew that I knew that I could, I could probably be a good wife and a mom. Mm-hmm. And so I got into that. And nobody tells you how difficult marriage is. They just are so excited about the wedding. And I'm like, oh, that's like five minutes of your whole marriage. Right. If you're a newlywed <laughs> and you get in front of Ruth, you're going to get some truth about what you're getting ready to walk into. And, and it's some of the best advice about marriage before stepping into it. And I'm not saying don't get married. No. And I'm not saying your marriage is not going to be all petunias and roses. It might be. It may be, but you may be the only one too. So. Exactly. <laughs> so uh, again, um, just with naivete on my side and not knowing who I was, having zero identity and being married to an extremely extroverted man who is a go-getter and an entrepreneur and like super positive. And I was none of those things at that time in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, I was pregnant right out the gate and had my first baby 10 months after we were married and then proceeded to get pregnant a second time. And I have two beautiful daughters, both um, one's going to be 20, she's 19 right now. The other one just turned 18. And then, um, the only actual planned pregnancy I had was my third one, my son. And, um, but in my twenties, I was not happy. I was miserable. Um, I felt rejected and alone. Um, I didn't feel like anyone understood me. I didn't feel, I I had probably two really good friendships at that time in my life. Um, I just knew that 
who I was was never received warmly and I couldn't figure out why. Um, and so truth in, in that decade of my life was a great way to put up a barrier Mm. of protection against my heart Mm -hmm. without even knowing it Mm -hmm. because I could say something and repel someone so they could not hurt me. I would get to them first. Um, so truth can also be a weapon. I learned that early on. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and then going into pursuing love, right? So coming out of that decade of my twenties, done with babies, done with pregnancy, nursing, all of that junk. I mean, for all those mamas that love all that, kudos. I'm not one of you. <laughs> I was so glad it was over. Um, God took me on a journey. I started running full and half marathons. For those of you that don't know that I did used to run, hated every second of it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was never a joy in my life, but I knew that I was supposed to do it. And what it taught me in the six years that I I did that was I learned how to journey. I learned how to journey with God. I learned how to journey with my thoughts, mm-hmm. with myself, because um, not knowing who you are, you know, it can be a detriment to you, right? Not knowing why I always wanted things to, why, can we just make this work out quick? Can we just get this done? And I remember training for full marathons, and I would start knowing a 15-miler I had to run. And I'd look up, and I'd be like, oh, my gosh, I have to run 15 miles. And I would think about, I would see all the way to the end and think, how am I going to get there? Melissa hates that about me. I was we'll just be, thinking I about that. I can see it on your face. Every time we're hiking, <laughs> she's always looking at the summit. And I'm like, just look at the, the step in front of you. I'm like, we're here right now. We're not there yet. Yeah, she goes, Ruth, stop it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, I'll look back down. I don't want to talk about how far we have to go. <laughs> and so in, in those six years, God would look at me. He'd say, Ruth, just look at the lamppost in front of you. That's all I asked you to do. Mm. If you can get from lamppost to lamppost, you'll finish 16 miles. And I'd be like, okay. I can do this. And honest to God, that's what got me through training was I just have to make it to that next lamppost. That's all I got to do. And that taught me what journeying looks like because I didn't know how to journey. I didn't know how to journey with Jesus. I didn't know how to journey. I'd never had a person journey with me. Um, And I didn't know what I was going to be stepping into in my 40s. You know, this is God teaches you decade Mm -hmm. by decade, I believe. So I always say, hey, celebrate your new decade. It's a a new time to reinvent yourself Um, because my 20s was all about endurance. (laughs) 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 The marathon of childbirthing and being pregnant and recovery and diapers and vomit and babies and Ugh. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love them. They're amazing. My teenagers are amazing. Mm-hmm. But that whole mess, it was a mess to me. So I have great memories from it, um, beautiful, beautiful outcomes. But I, I had to learn, like, endurance. <laughs> it's endurance training. And my 30s was journeying. I really learned how to journey in my 30s. Um, and I got a lot of healing in my 30s. That's when I... How much time was it between when you finished racing to when you were at Bethel and you heard Bill speaking? So the 10 years, how I was, I was 32, 10 years ago, okay. 33. Just curious. I'm um, timeline. Yeah. I'm 40. I'm going to be 43 this weekend. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 33 about. 
I was about 33. I'm trying to think of in 2010, I ran my last half marathon. Okay. So yeah, same that literally that same year I stopped running marathons. I ended up at my first prophetic conference up at Bethel. And that's when I encountered that. Mm -hmm. I encountered that neat, um, truth from Jesus to me it was like a gift Mm -hmm. so for yeah seven years in my 30s I mean it's it still continues like the journey of love continues your whole life you think you've got it figured out and then God throws another scenario at you and you're like oh all right Mm -hmm. something new (laughs) because people are different right Mm -hmm. I mean no one's the same right yeah so um that was right out of running. I entered that, and I and the first thing that he hit me with was direct sales. I was in direct sales for four years. For those of you who don't know that, I know hard to imagine. I was very successful you did too. Really good at really it. Really good. Yeah. I mean, truth was on my side in direct sales because I would just tell people, "I'm going to make a ton of money. Want to do it with me?" And they'd be like, "Yeah," and we'd do it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how it would work. I mean, I didn't even take the products for. Quite some time until someone... I mean, I bought in within 24 hours. Yeah. Yeah. I just said, look, dude, this is amazing. It was. And I, I, I don't know, but it was, that was a journey. If you don't love people in direct sales, you are not going to do well. So I learned, I learned, I learned, I got, mm-hmm. if for those of you who aren't familiar with deliverance, I got rid of a lot of junk inside of me. Mm-hmm. Um, which a lot of bitterness and unforgiveness I didn't know was there in that season. Um, and I realized I was building an entire team of people mm. with a worldview lens that I had that I didn't even recognize. So I was creating this team of people who backbited and gossiped and did all these things because I would complain down mm-hmm. and voice my frustrations about people instead of talking up to my confidants and then I had this team of people that would replicate that Mm -hmm. and I remember the day that I was in this conference and all of those things left me all that bitterness all that unforgiveness left me and I and it was like I had LASIK eye surgery like I walked in seeing people one way and I walked out seeing them a completely different way and I went I don't even know how to reconcile this right now but I just know that I need I need to do a lot of apologizing. And for about a year, I went around apologizing to people. Like, I'm so, they'd be like, Ruth, um, don't worry about it. It's okay. It, that's just who you are. And so my friend made a comment about that on, on a call we had the other day. Um, and she says, Ruth really has a thing when people say, that's just, that's just you. And I think because I didn't know that that was me, mm-hmm. I didn't know that I did those things. I wasn't cognizant of it. And so I, being a person who I love truth, even for myself, even when it hurts mm-hmm. and I don't like it, I love it mm-hmm. because I want to make sure that I'm not doing something that is going to purposefully hurt someone else that it would never be my intention and those things were happening and people just accepted it and I thought gosh I would actually never accept that so why would you mm-hmm. and and so yeah I I made an effort to change and I learned in that year of my life that there are going to be some people who receive you and receive your apology and there are going to be some people who accept your apology but don't receive it 
Um, and if you don't understand what that means, that means that that's a really good word. A lot of people will go, Oh yeah, I accept your forgiveness, mm-hmm. but they don't actually, it never penetrates their heart. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause when something penetrates your heart, you, you, even if you were offended by that person, you're now like, I don't, I'm not offended. Oh, I love you. I see. It creates connection versus disconnection. And when I learned about the people that that would, what did I say, receive it but not, Um, accept it but not receive it. Accept it but not receive it. The people that accepted it, over time, they would kind of drop out of my life. Mm -hmm. Um, And they would be so mean to me. Like, Mm -hmm. they would say nasty things. I had this one person. Mm -hmm. That's a, I mean, she was so mean. And I apologized, like, like okay again and again which multiple apologies for the same thing is like re-hanging Jesus on the cross every Mm -hmm. time you don't have to do that he hung on the cross once apologize once be done move on but then I realized in that moment that the only thing that was connecting us was the dysfunction in us and now that that dysfunction didn't live in me anymore there was zero things that could connect us cuz they were still married to their dysfunction and so i got holy spirit showed me that jesus showed me that cuz i kept going what in the heck am i doing wrong and he's like you're doing nothing wrong but because you don't have that dysfunction anymore you actually can't have relationship with this person. It's not feasible because they are so attached to their dysfunction. And that's the only thing mm-hmm. that connected you. So move on. And I was like, ah, that was so freeing. Right? <laughs> like, okay. I can move on and not be offended yeah. and I can love them. And I can just say, go be you, dude. Mm-hmm. I just don't have to be you with you. Which was a whole growing and maturing stage for you as well, because you had dealt with so much rejection up until that point. So that just felt like more rejection. Yeah. And then God revealed to you that that's actually not about you. It's about them. Right. Yeah. And that has helped me so much. Cause like Melissa said, dealing with rejection as a big root issue in my life. I mean, when you're told, Children should be seen and not heard. Stop speaking. You can't say that. You shouldn't do this. Or, you know, mixed messages like, you're one of a kind and I love that you're an individual, but why can't you be like everybody else? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, that was my life, Mm -hmm. guys. I mean, for a long time. And because a lot of times the very thing that people love about you is the thing that that drives them nuts too. Because the thing they love about you convicts the things they don't want to deal with in their own life so they love it for you just not for them like I love you for you but please don't um please don't talk to me about me (laughs) (laughs) you know um so so yeah I uh I had to I dealt I took it's been a long it's been a journey like a journey but Melissa and I Melissa has been one of the few people that has journeyed, um, journey, done this journey with me and stuck around. I don't even think stuck around because sticking around means that you kind of don't want to be there. Yeah. And I, and I was definitely a choice. I chose yeah. it. Yeah. And I think you chose it. We both chose it. We both choose Remember it. Remember when we were like, <laughs> I don't know about this girl. <laughs> <laughs> we both were like, I don't know. Are you sure, God? This one we didn't talk. We like yeah. we both. I was like we we it was like real strong. Came on real strong. Like yeah. let's hang out every day. Yeah. And then I was like, she's super. And I don't think I want to. She's kind of negative. I don't yeah. want to hang out with her. Yeah. Then we didn't talk for a while. And then I don't remember 
what got us talking again, but we got back together and we were on a hike and I just remember going, you know, I didn't talk to you for a while because you were kind of negative and I wasn't sure. Like <laughs> I, I totally wanted to be friends with you. And she's like, same, <laughs> same. And we both, and we're just start laughing because it's like, gosh, we're a freaking hot mess. Hot mess. Well, I mean, thank God you could step back in that. And just for me, my appreciation in that season was that I was able to step back and be like, God, what, what, what is going on here? Because this girl is driving me nuts and she's like truth bombing me left and right and calling me out on my ish. And I didn't even know. And yeah, totally. No, I knew. And that was, that's what I'm saying. That's what I said in the beginning is that's when I really learned about the intention of your heart. And that's when God was like, I have you in this relationship for purpose, you know? So it was a, it was a choice. I said, okay, God, like I'm, I'm, I'm down with that. And then everything shifted on that hike, I think for us. Yeah, no. And, and we just, we grew, yeah. we kind of grew, grew up, up together a lot in the last 10 years for sure. Yeah. We have grown up together. I love it because our kids have grown up together and yeah. I mean, that's challenging too. Our boys used to be best friends. They yeah. were best besties. And now, I mean, they'll be nice to each other and they'll hang out if we're together and we make them, but they're not best friends. And so it's navigating, even when you let your kids choose the direction they want to go in life with friends. Mm-hmm. I mean, we didn't make them stay best friends because we are mm-hmm. We're like, be you dude, mm-hmm. hang out, don't hang out. Like, like each other. I mean, they don't dislike each other. They just, they have different interests. They're different people. They do different things and that's okay too. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's navigating that also. Mm -hmm. Cause a lot of people would say, Oh, my season with you as a friend has ended because our kids aren't hanging out and we don't do this. And, but it's like, has it ended or have you just decided to end it? (laughs) I don't know. So your time at, um, at Bethel was in 2003. What time was that again? 2010. No, 2010. 2010. And yeah. then I think we connected like within that year. Yeah, probably 2011. Because I went, I went, maybe I went in 2011. It was either 2010, 2011. We connected not long after that. For some reason, power and love is like really being highlighted for me to ask you about. I don't know what year that was, but I remember that conference and I remember 2014 you there was a shift that was a um that was a shift yeah and so 2014 okay so power and love what do you think that was at that conference there's so many conference we used to conference oh my god I mean we were conference hoppers (laughs) (laughs) we would like we felt like we had to go find Jesus like Jesus wasn't well I mean we knew that he was here and with us but it wasn't like we had to go to other places to experience and so we would go to all these different conferences (laughs) and so um so many good experiences and times oh my gosh so many stories so many oh yeah we'll have to do that sometime but power and love so tell me about that. Um, okay. So I, I, we are, this podcast is how has like what? Four minutes left. I think we got four minutes left. So can we go to another yeah, episode? Yeah, we will. We'll, I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick up power and love. We're going to, we're going to continue this chit chat Yes. in our next episode and that we will, we will regroup with that. Um, this but, is when it, I feel like it's really good. Oh yeah. It, there, there's a real deciding point in 2014. Mm-hmm. I'll, I'll answer that question and, um, 
to when fully we know back, who Ruth is. You oh, I'm an all, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty all or nothing girl. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm not I'm not one toe in, one toe out. That's the thing about me. If I have to make a decision, you aren't. Yeah. I'm very decisive mm-hmm. and I and I will say what I want and what I don't want. And I have learned to become flexible in mm-hmm. life, which was not always me. Mm-hmm. So my friends are probably so thankful for that. <laughs> That I can be flexible now. My husband too. He's probably super thankful. I think you're very thankful for it yourself. Yeah, I am because yeah. it takes a lot of stress off me. Yeah. Um. But so yeah. let's do that. Let's hit up power and love. On we the will. Next okay. One. So I'm just gonna say thank you guys for joining us on this episode of Truth with Ruth, and I am grateful that you've chosen to turn tune in because it's always a choice to be where you are and I believe in power and empowering people in their choices so with that said I love you and I will see you on the next episode